0: You ready? All right, let's go. I'm Gabriel Spitzer, and this is Transmission. This is me, running laps around the water tower in my neighborhood. My five-month-old dog, Millie, is running next to me, exuberantly, and every time we stop, she literally jumps up into my arms and licks my face in this moment of pure puppy ecstasy. Woohoo! Yeah! You like that? These have been a couple of pretty gloomy months. Want to go again? Okay. The days blur into one another. We get on each other's nerves. These little islands of joy become so important. And we want to spend a little time noticing them and celebrating them. So we asked a bunch of people to share something that's brought them joy recently. And here they are.
1: Hi, my name is Emily and I teach high school. I have two kids, ages six and four, and um, my oldest son, Jonah, is here with me. You want to say hi? Hi. And the question, Jonah, was, what's been bringing you joy during this season?
2: uh, That flies are in the room, and I get to squish them. (laughs) Yeah. Let's leave
1: the fly alone for a minute. You guys have been looking, you guys have been catching a lot of bugs Did your bug container overturn in the living room yesterday? Yes. Yeah, that happened. Uh, What else has been bringing you joy?
2: I get to spend a lot of time with my family, and I don't have to do as much hard
3: work.
1: (laughs) Well, I want to tell one particular story about a moment that brought me a lot of joy, and it was actually on my least favorite day so far, which was this Saturday. Saturday was hard. It was rainy outside. We, we didn't really go out of the house until after dinner. And um, we were kind of driving each other nuts. Do you remember that? No? There was the moment that you and Wes had gotten in kind of a big fight and I sent you to your room. And you went to your room and slammed the door really hard. Do you remember that?
2: The key came
1: falling. Yeah, you slammed the door so hard that the key fell off the top of the door jamb, the door frame. And when I came in to have a conversation with you about what had happened with your brother, and you unlocked the door, and I let the door swing open, and what were you wearing?
2: I was wearing a battle mask, a, ba- a Batman body, um, a yellow cape. A bat, a fake battle axe. <laughs> That's all.
1: And you were just standing there, like still and stoic in your mask. And what did we do?
2: Um, laugh.
1: Yeah, I burst out laughing, and you burst out laughing, and we just laughed.
2: I just laughed a little. Like I didn't even try to laugh.
1: <laughs> it was like you couldn't help but laugh. Yeah. You changed the mood by doing that, by getting dressed in a costume at a funny moment. Thank you. You. Brought... Hooray
3: for Jonah! Hooray
1: for Jonah! You brought a lot of joy. I felt like, as an adult, I was supposed to know how to pivot and bring joy, but it came from you because you are wise and you are good at bringing joy in moments that didn't feel joyful. I love you.
2: Me too. Hi, my name is Chris Ballew. I'm the lead singer for the Presidents of the United States of America. And I'm also known as Casper Baby Pants. One of the ways I'm staying happy and sane during this crazy time is to use my creativity every single day. Some days I do a bunch of drawings. Some days I play guitar. Some days I make up really weird songs. Some days I just sit at the piano and play random notes. Some days I make a sandwich. That's right, making a sandwich is a creative act. Everyone can be creative. Just think about the sandwich you want and make that
0: sandwich. Hi, I'm M.T., the Chief Librarian for the Seattle Public Library. Yes, I asked it to M.T., but my name is Marcellus Turner. Uh, The question is how am I finding joy uh, during this period? Well, I'm doing several things. One, I am watching a lot of TV, um, but it's mind-numbing TV. It's not anything I'm getting engaged with, but just the fact of watching shows that I had hoped to see is pretty good. I'm also dabbling in the cooking arena. I am not a cook, but I'm coming up with some really wild ideas of things to cook. uh, Wild by my standards, uh, by the chefs of the world know. Um, Meatball subs and things like that.
3: I'm Erin Hennessy with k kx I live in Seattle. And some of the joys that are um, meaningful to me during quarantine include learning how to play chess with my husband, but uh, he's winning all the time. Check. And my spouse is taking Spanish lessons through Zoom, which he's finding fun.
4: Rutinas de distancia social. We have...
3: Uh, birthdays happening on our block and we just celebrated the birthday of a 10-year-old girl and she had a drive-by birthday party and we've been cooking a lot more and of course I keep up my quest for making the perfect Dutch baby which is like a big pan-sized German pancake and I'm crowdsourcing with my friends on social networks to just find the right consistency the perfect custard that will probably last through my lifetime because I still haven't landed on the perfect one, but I'm enjoying working on it.
0: Todd Staubelfeld lives in Port Orchard with his wife Karen. He's a small business owner, an IT professional, and he also has quadriplegia. His nickname is the Quadfather. Anyway, here's what's bringing him joy these days.
2: So, you know, being severely disabled and having nurses almost around me 24 hours a day, that really kills some of the privilege and and the special in just sleeping with your wife, right? Because my wife has her own bedroom, but... With all of this going down, it was really quite cute. We, you know, we now sleep together pretty much every other night, and that has brought a real peace and um, and a real sort of anchoring of who we are. And it's not that we have never done that. We just we went in sort of phases and stages, and with the nurses and whatnot, it just makes it easier just not to sleep together. And so now in this season, we are, and it's made us go, what, what were we thinking for the last couple of years? Karen, I'll you know, guess what tonight is? And be like, nuggle night. You know, I'm, I'm 40, she's 50, but, you know, we're teenagers. And uh, we just love to cuddle, you know, together. It's been been really righteous.
0: Food writer Nancy Leeson is obviously after my own heart. Her joy revolves around carbs.
5: Everyone has their own way to share the wealth. Mine involves bread baking. Lately, I've been making and sharing bagels by the dozens, tweaking free-form Italian loaves by turning them into sandwich bread, and even finally figuring out how to propagate sourdough starter instead of killing it. You've probably heard by now that I'm not the only one spending COVID time manipulating flour, yeast, salt, water, and time. Not the herb, but the T-I-M-E many of us have so much more of lately. And because everybody, or so it seems, is baking bread, getting your hands on flour and yeast has been a hot pursuit. Lucky me, I had a normal person's lifetime supply of yeast in my freezer at the start of all of this, but flour, not so much. Which is why I nearly wept when I learned that Cairn Spring Mills, known for milling local grains from local farmers, has started selling flour directly to home bakers. People like me who are willing to buy a 50-pound sack online, then drive to Skagit Valley on a Friday, midday, pop my trunk for drive-through, no-contact pickup, and arrive home an hour later, so much richer for the ride. I love having an essential excuse to get in the car and drive to the Skagit in spring an excuse to cut off at the Conway exit and wend my way past Fur Island, where 23 years ago, my husband Mac asked me to marry him, past the pretty poplars on Best Road, grown as a windbreak. I feel normal doing this, a Sunday drive kind of normal. On my way to and from Cairnspring, I've gone twice so far. I keep an eye out for flocks of snow geese, for vibrant-colored tulips, and for farmhouse signs that read, fresh eggs sold here. But best of all is that once I get home with my 50 pound sack of flour, I can call my friends and ask, who needs? And I mean that in every sense of the word.
0: One of the first people I thought about when we were putting this episode together is Tita Begashaw. She's a patient services specialist at Harborview Medical Center, and for years, she's led weekly classes there in laughter. It's a place for hospital staff and patients and others to get together and blow off a little steam and find a little joy in what's otherwise a really stressful place. The club is on hold for now. So I caught her on the phone.
4: I am doing great.
0: Tita is still a huge proponent of the therapeutic value of laughter. For her, it starts first thing every morning.
4: Before I go to work, early, early in the morning, when I take my shower, I laugh in the shower. I laugh nonstop. And then when I brush my teeth, I laugh, I smile in the mirror. And then dressed up when I go outside and look at the sky. Oh, if sometimes I see the full moon some days, wow, open my arms and love with the moon. When I am driving like 10 minutes, I laugh. <laughs> and then I start my day.
0: If the idea of the curative power of laughter sounds to you a little bit, I don't know, naive, well, there are some things you ought to know about Tita. She emigrated here from Ethiopia in the late 80s during a brutal war there. She had family members killed and imprisoned. She has been through very, very tough times.
4: In my life, when I was back home, I was in a very difficult time. You know, really, over time, like people dying on the street was scary, and I've I've been in trauma in my life. I just I know the situation is is so sad, it's it's painful. But we we have a responsibility. We I have a responsibility to to make someone feel good. Even when I do mask now, I smile. I know they're able to see my eyes when I smile them to make them feel good. Really, we have that God given energy inside us. We all have.
0: Tita Begashaw works at Patient Services at Harborview. Her laughter club is on hiatus for obvious reasons. They are experimenting with moving it onto Zoom. (laughs) <laughs> it is a work in progress.
3: Hi, this is Royce Buckingham and
1: Kara Buckingham.
3: And we are uh, parents in Bellingham, Washington in the middle of the COVID crisis, uh, finding a little joy and the joy that we found is, Kara.
5: It's in our children.
3: So, uh our College-age son has gone off to Northwestern for his freshman year, and he got his year cut short. But um, fortunately for us, he came home,
1: and so we get to spend time together as a family. And we didn't expect this extra time with him, frankly. So it's pretty nice.
3: And he's been enjoying his brother, who's a in choir and Aspen's a piano player. So we get moments like this. <laughs>
0: Hey, Ashley Gross, uh, CANCAX Youth and Education Reporter, spouse, quarantine mate. Um, Who is this guy we're about to hear?
1: Oh, his name is Barrett Stowe. He's 16 years old, and he's a sophomore at Tacoma School of the Arts.
6: My happiest quarantine memory is beating the crap out of a pinata. I bought this pinata for my sister's birthday party, which didn't end up happening because of quarantine. And so we just kinda had it in the house for like a month and a half. And we just got so bored that we decided it was a absolutely wonderful idea to fill it up with candy and just take turns taking out all of our frustration. Onto to this poor little cardboard dinosaur. We didn't even have like a baseball bat to smash it with. We just had a P- piece of PVC pipe. That was... Used to be belong to like a foam sword. That we made. And uh, I wasn't the one who ended up breaking open the pinata. Uh honor goes to my mom. Who hit it so hard that it flew into our ceiling and then just kind of cracked open. How did it feel to smack the piñata? It felt pretty good. When it cracked open, what were your general feelings and musings? I was pretty happy. Yeah. Seeing you guys scrambling on the ground to get the candy was pretty funny. Like, when you were a little kids, so... Uh, It was actually a pretty fun, joyful moment. Why was it such a joyful moment for you? Because, uh, well, joyful moments are a little, it's not that they're hard to come by, but you got to get them where you can. So uh, right now, because we're all stuck inside together and just being with family and having laughing and having a good time was, um, was really great. Thank you. Love
0: you. Love you, too. Ashley, where did you find this kid?
1: Barrett Stowe submitted his story to KNKX. We've started a new project called Take the Mic to get um, more stories from teens and kids in Washington State and hear how they're experiencing the pandemic. So he emailed the audio to me and uh, then I sent him on a task to interview his mom, which he did, very gamely, and she played along and then we mixed it into the story.
0: So if a young person in Western Washington wanted to uh, submit a thing to you, how would they do that?
1: So they can find more information on our website, uh, knkx.org, and search for Take the Mic," and Mike is spelled
5: M-I-C. My name is He yong Yu and I live in Seattle. My days right now revolve around keeping my 91-year-old mom company, making sure she exercises, and keeping her in treats. One thing that keeps me grounded is the wildlife sightings that happen during daily outings with my mom. This week, we were walking along Lake Washington when I looked up and saw a great blue heron standing what seemed like only 10 feet away. It was so tall and noble-looking, and I just wanted to stare at it, but it flew away. Seeing a great blue heron take flight is one of the truly magnificent sights in nature. It never gets old. Mainly, I feel so blessed to have this time with my mom without having to juggle competing demands on my time.
0: Sally James is a journalist in Seattle.
1: What's giving me joy these days is hanging out with my toddler grandkid. Her name's Alma and she's discovering so many things every day. One of our recent adventures was she loves the petals that have fallen off our camellia. So these are, in our case, pink petals. So she'll ask me if we can play with the petals. And for lack of any other ideas, I arranged them in a circle on the sidewalk to make a circle. And This just delighted her. So now every day she says, petals, circle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On Beacon Hill in Seattle sits the Daibaizan Chobo Zen temple. Genjo Marinello is the abbot there, a Zen priest. And for him, joy is rooted in connection.
2: Well, I feel joy when I'm seamless with some activity. And when I lose myself in gardening, or I lose myself riding my bike down to Seward Park and back, or I lose myself, let go and get in the groove of uh, a long walk, that when time disappears, I have joy. When time moves to the background, the ego moves to the background. And when I come back out of that samadhi or that harmony, I'm better able to, to hold my own trials and tribulations and the sufferings and joys of the world in a way that is less distracting and disturbing. It's not that it's not a disturbing time. It certainly is. But I'm less wigged out about it.
0: Finally, a moment of maybe not joy quite, but perspective. It happened to me a few weeks ago after an especially tricky day of work slash parenting slash homeschooling. And I had been struggling with my 11-year-old son. These little negative interactions that just pile up over the course of the day when you're stuck together. Bedtime was a major project, and I was frankly grateful just to clock out on parenting for the day. But he couldn't sleep. I checked on him, and he asked me, softly, if I would come and sit with him while he fell asleep, like we did when he was a toddler. Honestly, I didn't feel like it. But fine. I sat down on the bed, and I decided to try and make use of this time to meditate, which is something I aspire to doing every day, but generally fail at. And so I tried to focus on my breathing. He started drifting off, and not snoring exactly, but just kind of breathing noisily, you know? So here I was, trying to get a moment for myself, and I couldn't focus on my breathing because this kid, who's been irking me all day, is making noise. It was distracting, and frankly annoying. But then I had this little epiphany. Maybe instead of forcing myself to focus on my breath, I ought to instead focus on his breath. I adjusted my mindset a little bit and began meditating on my son's breathing. And right away, I felt calm and present and grateful. How much longer will he actually want me to sit with him as he drifts off to sleep? Could this be the last time? Suddenly, I wasn't annoyed anymore. I felt humble, in awe. We spent a few minutes breathing in and out together. And then I left, him sound asleep, and me ready, somehow, to do it all again the next day. Transmission is produced by the staff of KNKX, including Posey Gruner, Kevin Kniestedt, and Jennifer Wing. We get help from Kari Ploeg, and our executive producer is Florangela Davila. If you haven't rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts yet, we would love it if you would take a few minutes to do that. And you can send feedback to outreach at knkx.org. I'm Gabriel Spitzer. I'll catch you next time on Transmission.